Welcome back to The Crack, everyone. We had Paul Craig and Tom Aspel on the show last week, keeping the big names coming. Today, we have none other than the UFC bantamweight champion and arguably the man who will become the biggest name on the roster in the next 12 months, Sean O'Malley. Now, I'm still reeling from UFC 293 in Australia. Obviously, Sean Strickland shocks the world in the main event. I see some people being like, you know, getting upset with us because on the Ring Around May show, we unanimously picked Adesanya. I think Strickland was like a crazy underdog, like eight to one. Most of the world thought that Adesanya would win that fight. I thought he would outclass Strickland. But Strickland's performance, absolutely incredible. I mean, I really did not think he was capable of that. The shoulder roll, the jab, the straight, the front kick. And as I said on the Ring Around May show after the fight that's available on spotify now we did a show immediately after the main event i said it reminded me of the bruce lee quote don't fear the man who knows a thousand techniques fear the man who has practiced one technique a thousand times and i think that's what we saw very masterful stuff never had it on the bingo card so uh crazy and look i think the fact that adesanya is now not at the top of that division, the fact he doesn't have the gold belt around his waist, the fact that people are saying, oh, maybe the, he won't get an immediate rematch. They gave an immediate rematch with Alex Pereira. So I don't think that's 100% nailed on that he that he will get the rematch. I, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing that, but it's certainly up in the air. Obviously, we had Kiefer Crosby's loss on the first fight of the night, the, the curtain jerker. And look, I mean... A lot of reaction to that too. I mean, I had so many people blowing me up. Oh, your guys are suck, blah, 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 whatever. I mean, there's this outpouring of disdain for Irish MMA at the moment, which is absolutely insane to me. Maybe it's because of the success of the previous generation, McGregor on top, all that kind of situation. But I think it's getting pretty messy online out there. But I mean, people deserve to be able to voice their opinion. But yeah, a tough night for the Irish again unfortunately. I'm going to give my thoughts about that on the back end of this. I want to get you over to Sean O'Malley as quickly as possible. So big thank you to Neve from the USC for sorting this out. You'll see social clips of this on Joe this week. Um, Obviously been doing a bit of stuff with them. I don't know if you saw on the gram. Yo, the gram. Feeling very old saying that, but did a few bits for them. Was meant to do something else. Didn't quite get that done. Not my fault. And then you know, getting O'Malley this week. Crazy. We're back on top, baby. Here's Sean O'Malley. This is great, man. I, I talked to him in like 2019 about his Irish name. And it's something he's aware of. And as he explains on, on in the interview, his grandmother was the one with the real kind of claim to Ireland. And she unfortunately passed away. So he doesn't actually know how to look into his heritage. But when I interviewed him back in 2019, he was saying to me, like, I'm dying to fight in Ireland. I would love to go over there. And now we're in a situation where we need a guy that's winning, Sean, so we're happy to adopt you. I'm joking, I'm joking, of course. But he's saying very much a big part of his life, this Irish name. He knows it's it's there. He would love to fight here. He's not ruling it out. But unfortunately, he's probably ruling out something else he said to me back then, which was co-headlining a fight with Conor McGregor. These guys are simply too big for the UFC two of both of them on the same card at this stage which is a nod to what Sean's done this was an absolute pleasure he spoke to me from I believe his Lamborghini I was just in my usual spot but very cool 
It's not the longest interview in the world, but that actually suits me this week because I want to speak about the Irish situation in the UFC, etc. Now, let's get over to Sean O'Malley. Here we go. Lots of love. See you soon. Sean, what's the story? What's up, brother? How you doing, man? I appreciate the time. Of course. Um, I did a show with Chuck Mendenhall on the Ringer MMA show straight after your win, and we likened it to Adesanya in Melbourne when he put away Whittaker and McGregor Mendez that time in Vegas that was magic. Like This is a superstar-making moment. You've told us since you came into the promotion that this would happen, but how weird is it to live it, and does it feel as good as you imagined it would? Yeah, I feel like it's 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 not like the peak, not the top. I feel like it's just like, you know, on the way to the top. So feels good. I feel like there's a lot more of those moments that, uh, you know, imagine me going out there and knocking out Cheeto. Massive moment. So I feel like I still have, you know, big moments ahead of me. That was uh, that was one that just kind of put me into that superstardom. You're one of these guys, and it's very rare that we, you with the belt, your imagination starts going. and. I noticed a big difference between when Usman spoke about Canelo and how people scoffed at it and the difference when you call out uh, Gervonta, everyone's kind of saying, well, maybe this is something that could happen in the future. I feel like the level of negativity that Usman received was far greater than what you have. Why do you think that is? I've been knocking people out for a long, long, long time. I mean, Kamaru did knock out Jorge Masvidal, but he's he's a really good wrestler, you know, amazing champion. But uh, I, I've I've been known for knocking people out for a really long time. I knocked out Aljamain to, to get the belt. It just, you know, I'm one and all as a pro boxer, you know. So I, I've, I've boxed before I started out boxing. So I don't think it's as, it's too unrealistic. And I mean, Javante Davis ain't no Canelo, so. Well, I like that. Um, Obviously, Vera is very excited about the prospect of fighting for a title. I don't think he... A lot of people don't think he has a shot at a title unless you're the guy that's a guy with a belt around his waist. Do you feel like you're being generous in this situation, given that, you know, you have quite a rivalry over the years? Like, do you feel like you're giving him this opportunity? Oh, 100%. Uh, Cheeto would not ever fight for a title unless I was the champ giving him permission to fight for it. That's, I mean, I, I said that a long time ago. Cheeto, he's, he, he doesn't show up to the big moments. And, uh, you know, I'm gifting him this opportunity, but I'm also going to knock him out. So I don't know how much of a gift it is. These moments, like, I feel like you want these spectacular moments. It's what's been the calling card for your career. And you must be looking at this like this is a this is a signature Sugar Sean moment here. If I do get Vera again, if I do get that rematch. Oh, 100 percent. Me versus me knocking out uh, Cheeto. Massive. You know, I think it's me knocking out. Aljo, that's going to be tough to, tough to be best, you know, bantamweight of all time. Cheeto, decent. Knock him out. On to the next. I spoke to you first one-on-one in 2019, I believe it was. And I spoke about your name. You're, I'm an Irishman. Your name is O'Malley. People over here love you. And at the time, you kind of said, Jesus, I'd love to, I'd love to fight in Ireland and have that reaction that I've seen Connor have over the years. My question is now, are you too big? Because they aren't gonna do any big uh, pay-per-views over here anytime soon, I don't think. Like, do you think that moment has perhaps missed you because of how quickly your star has grown in the in the UFC? You know, I never say never. I don't I don't know. I 
it depends if it's going to make the UFC a lot of money. That's that's as simple as what it comes down to for for location. Um, me personally would love to fight in Ireland. I don't know, you know, logistics behind pay per views and, and all that stuff. But I mean, it would be it'd be crazy. I, I would love that. Again, never say never. I don't know how that would work, but I mean, we'll see. I, I got, I'm in this game for a long more a lot more time. Do you know much about your heritage, Sean? Because that is. As Irish as it gets, O'Malley, that is, uh, you're 100% of the soil over here. Do you know anything about this? Because we want a cool Irish guy again, and we want to adopt you. <laughs> I don't know enough. You know, I don't know enough. Uh, I Going to Ireland is 100% of my buck list. I need to do it sooner than later. Um, but yeah, as far as actually knowing the history of, of where my name came from, I don't know enough. Um, my grandma, who did know a bunch about it, passed away, and I never got to ask her enough about it. But uh, I, I do think it would be fun to go there and learn learn about the, the history. All this stuff with Ian Gary talking about putting the card in his back the night you become a global superstar. That's not gonna, you're not going to hold that against us, are you? I mean, it made him look stupid. I like the kid. I think he's a nice kid. I think he's got a bunch of potential. But I mean. It just some some things you say some things you say you can't take back, and uh, it was just a silly statement, and uh, I don't hold it against him. It, it's interesting because Ian certainly thinks he has what you have, what so rare athletes have in the UFC: stay Stoilbender, a Ronda Rousey, a Conor McGregor. He believes he can be a superstar. Do you think he has the makeup? I certainly believe he has the fighting ability to be a champion, but can he transcend? like so few people have like you're doing right now um I, I i yeah i think he could for sure willie we'll see i mean i think the reason i'm in the spot i am in is i am in is because of my performances you know i have some fucking sweet knockouts so i think to get to that certain level of connor you know knocking out jose knocking out chad mendez knocking out eddie alvarez you can't go out there and beat Neil Magny in a decision and be a superstar. So we'll see. What's the most ridiculous purchase you have on your mind? Now that you've achieved this, surely a man treats himself when he gets a gold belt wrapped around his waist in the stunning fashion uh, that you have. I mean, do you have to restrict yourself at any time? Like, okay, Sean, relax, mate. We need to calm down <laughs> a bit here. Like, is there anything that you're like, do you know what? I'd really like to get this now that I'm the king of the world. Um, no, I pretty much have everything I need. I've always, I mean, I've, the difference between me becoming champ and most people is I've been rich. I've been, you know, I've already made a bunch of money. I've already done a bunch of sweet things. I already have a bunch of houses, a bunch of cars. I already got all that shit. So, you know, I kind of got that out of my system. I've been living in a, I got a farm recently, right before the fight, I bought a nice little farm. And, uh, that's been, I've been just, you know, taking care of my chickens and, uh, enjoying that. What's the ultimate goal for the farm? I know this is, I saw you speaking to Ariel about it. Like, do you have a grand vision for what the farm can become? We'll be sending perhaps some marijuana products grown on the sugar <laughs> farm. I mean, what, what, what is the, the grand vision? Yeah, right now it's got four acres and I feel like that's a, a lot of space. But, you know, for me, the, the grand vision is a, a compound, you know, 10 acres. You know, me, all the boys have our own houses on a compound, have a farm, have you know, veggies, eggs, you know, goats. And I, I want, you know, 10 acres with three, four, five houses on there. Have, have the, you know, a big family, you know, tribe. Are you building a commune? It sounds like you're building a commune, Sean. 
Yep, I'm going to start a cult and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> Final question. You said before this fight, like you'd love to do uh, a co-main event situation with McGregor. I think you're too big. I think the UFC are going to look at the overheads on that and say, I'm not paying Sugar Sean O'Malley and Conor McGregor and two different guys to fight them on the same night. Is that another one that has unfortunately slipped through our fingers due to your superstardom? Yeah, you are correct. That that most likely will never happen. It makes no financial sense for me and Connor to be on the same card, unfortunately. Um, but no, I mean, I'd rather main event my own card. You know, I feel like I don't. There's no more co-main. Whoever follows me, that ain't fair to them. So, you know, I think uh, yeah, that that's probably passed. Sugar, you're the man. Congratulations. Oh, it's a very fun time having you as champion. And thank you so much for your time again, sir. Yep. Peace, bro. Thank you. What a treat that was. Sean O'Malley, the sugar show. Man, very professional guy. I mean, I was probably about the 50th person he spoke to that day. Didn't seem too uh, annoyed with the situation. That's what the makings of a superstar is. Showing up to media obligations. Anyway, thank you so much to Sean. Thank you so much to Neve from the UFC. Thank you so much to Joe for featuring some of his content on their website. It's a pleasure to work with them. You know, let's not forget, back at the initial UFC Dublin 2014, what was emblazoned on Conor McGregor's arse? None other than the Joe.ie symbol. So look, I'm just trying to bring this baby full circle. And honestly, I think we need to get MMA in as many mainstream spots as we possibly can at the moment. Because look, as much as, you know, I'm sure... You know, people aren't liking the way the results go. This is the most people we've had in the UFC in a long, long time. And that's a great thing. That is a really good thing. I mean, I feel like every week I'm watching Irish fighters in the UFC. And that is a pleasure for me. And I want these people to do well. I really want them to do well. I've watched most of these people as amateurs in their early pro days. Like, just looking back over the first few, like, Kiefer was at his pro debut. Kalen, I was obviously late to the party there. Um, I've been to his fights, obviously, too, in, in Ireland. And I think I might have been to one in England, too. Shauna, I went to see her specifically because of the hype she had as, a, as I think it was a 1-0 pro at the time. You know, Dean Barry, I'd seen him. I think I saw his debut, too. I think it was Bama or something like that. Could be wrong on that. Not too familiar with Dean. I never spoke to him one-on-one. Ian Gary, again, <laughs> knew about him as an amateur, you know, Covered his career very closely, tried to get him as many mainstream spots as possible. But it's, um, yeah, Reese, of course, Reese as well. Sorry, it's I'm actually looking at Andy Stevenson's list here he's put out of the UFC debut map. So that's where I'm getting that from. But, um, yeah, look, Kiefer had a fight again, a short notice fight. And I'd like to point out that Kiefer, Kalen, both had short notice fights. Both underdogs going into short notice fights. And they pick up losses, which is expected based on the bookmakers. And, you know, suddenly everyone's talking about the demise of Irish MMA. Like, if we if we think about where we were before Shauna, Caelan, Reese, Kiefer got re-signed, it was just Ian and Connor. And I don't think there was as much hype in the country about MMA. There wasn't so much of a buzz. And I know it's... I know the results haven't gone the right way, but they're still in there. I don't expect any of these people to be caught. In fact, I've heard some of the people I've just named are being matched for December already, as we speak. Here's what I'm thinking, though. I put out a tweet yesterday. It may have seemed negative, and it's not. I'm actually I'm trying to speak in favor of the Irish fighters here on their behalf. 
because they can't say this. And I know people have said this to me after the fact. So what I said was, is it the right time for the UFC to return to Dublin? I think we've yet to see some of the best of our new signings. The best of our new signings, apologies. And things can certainly change in the next few months, as in they'll fight again, they could win. Obviously, Gary is elite, which we know. But right now, is this the best time to showcase the Irish sport? I don't know. And the reason I don't know is, if the next time Sean O'Bannon, Reese McKee, Kaelin Loughran and Kiefer Crosby fight is in Dublin, that means not only do they have the pressure, and there is immense pressure when you fight at home on a UFC card. I know every single one of the people that did this before. Your head, the, the fighters' heads will be melted by the time the fight comes around. They just want it to be over because everyone's reaching out for tickets, all this kind of stuff. You are very much public property for that week. A lot of media. And obviously the night is great and there's a big ovation, but it's a lot of stress. And then if you're adding that already, that base there of stress to the fact that you could be fighting for a UFC career, I think that's tough because that is the natural narrative here for these next fights for them. You need to win this one. Now, obviously, we've seen people get a third opportunity if they lose to, but in the current climate, it's not happening as much. And... You know, that's what worries me. I don't want any of these people to be in and out again. Like I, I especially Reese. Like I think Reese is a is a quality fighter. Um, I just think it didn't go his way against Lucid. I mean, he showed it in the Morono fight, and obviously Shamayev. What can you do? And then his three fights outside of the UFC, he was fantastic. And I just worry that they come into Dublin, and then every interviewer is just like, "And you have to win this one because blah blah blah." That's going to piss them off. But it's the reality of the situation. And I know everybody wants to see an Irish event. Like fans want to see the UFC in Dublin because, you know, they might not have access to cards otherwise. But let me just talk to you about a certain card called UFC Fight Night 113, Nelson V. Ponzinibbio. Sunday, the 16th of July, 2017. That was the last time the UFC went to Glasgow. On that card, in the co-main event, Joanne Wood lost. In the fight before that, Paul Felder knocked out Stevie Ray. And in the second fight on the main card, Khalil Roundtree knocked out Paul Craig. And now, I'm not trying to say our lads are going to get knocked out or whatever, but the problem is, if you go in, if they go into these fights with so much stress and they aren't given favorable matches, I saw Sean Denny kind of saying, like, look at the favorable matches they gave the French fighters. Yeah, but, I mean, it's out of your hands who they give you, to be honest. So... The situation that can occur, which happened in Glasgow in 2000, uh, 2017, is your guys go in and they get beaten, and then the UFC go, "Well, the well the well has won, run dry there. Let's not go back." Because right now we had we had Paul Craig on last week talking about, "I want to fight in Scotland." He's trying to petition for it. He's obviously in a great situation. He's a, one of the most recognizable fighters in Europe, and you know he has to petition for this because. That 2017 show probably left some headaches for the UFC and made them not want to go there. I was there that night. It was tough, man. It was tough to see the crowd completely silent. They thought it would be a night of celebration. It didn't happen. Now, I'm sure all the fighters, if you ask them, they'll say, oh, we'd love to do UFC Dublin. That's the way it's going. But that's my concern there. And, you know, it's tough when you're so close to the scene. Like a guy like me, and this has happened throughout my career, only with Irish fighters, basically, where... You ruffle feathers for voicing your opinion, but that's the job. That's the job. And I saw I saw Redzer saying something to Andy yesterday about, you know, kicking a man while he's down. It's not. It's that is not what he was doing there. He's stating facts. Like this is sport at the end of the day. It's wins or losses. 
And as a guy who covers the sport, like this is the kind of thing that we need to be thinking about, especially with the Irish sport. Like we want this to be this golden era, this second golden era. Like I, I was the one just six months ago thinking, wow, I have egg all over my face. I thought this would never happen again. But right now, does this seem like a golden era? No. Could it be? Yes. It can be rescued. And I believe in these guys. I think they can win in there. It's just right now in this situation, is this what we want to do? My suggestion is um, to do a July card. Forget about this March shit. Forget about March. Let them attempt to get back in the win columns before then and then see what happens. So, you know, you'd hope that the likes of Kalen, Reese, Kiefer, who've only fought in the last couple of weeks, they'll be giving fights in December, January, maybe February, and then we go into the July card. They're probably going, Jesus, Pizza, I want to fight more than that, but that's the situation. That's what I'd like to see. I think because of where Gary's at in his career, he's going to have a fantastic main event, and that will be a treat for all the fan bases. But the other Irish fighters are going to be very much a part of this, and I want them to become household names. I want them to become rock stars. I really do. I want it to go back to the way it was, man, when MMA was cool as fuck here, because it hasn't been like that in a long time. It felt like Beatlemania here. Obviously, the mainstream media were late to the party, but for the people, you know, my age, everybody knew Cole Pendred, everybody knew Neil Seary, everybody knew Paddy Hoolan, everybody knew Gunnar Nelson, Norman Park, Conor McGregor. It was a buzz, and I want them to know these guys too. And the way that will happen is having another magic night here. And I just want it to be set up in the right way. Maybe I'm asking too much. My fear is that we have a night like Glasgow and... You know, it does more damage to what MMA is here. And that shouldn't be on the fighters. It's not on them, to be honest. It's just McGregor got so big and so famous and became a brand almost that people react to a certain way. Obviously, when he started um, getting in trouble outside the cage. And that's their frame of reference for MMA. And I know it's so much better now. I've met amazing people in this sport. I love this sport. I love the people in it. I love what it does for people. I love the the path that can send people down. So yeah, that's my I might get Andy on, Andy Stevenson to talk about it later in the week because I feel like I feel like my thoughts are all over the gap here with this. You know? I feel like I haven't got a handle on how I feel about the situation. But what I will say is I think these guys can win in there. I really do. And I hope they do. You know? having covered these guys throughout their whole careers, knowing them very early on and knowing this is their dream, I just don't want it to be over in two fights. Um, and I want them to have a real quality homecoming when they do come back here. And honestly, like these guys who took short notice fights and saved UFC situations, they shouldn't be under this kind of pressure, but that's just the nature of the beast. Alas, I know I'm rambling. Um, I hope you're enjoying the rain and the thunder today um, after our lovely week of sunshine. I was very much enjoyed the NFL last night. We'll be back on the Ringer MMA show. We should have the show out Wednesday morning. And um, yeah, have a fantastic day, everyone. Thank you to Sean O'Malley again. A pleasure to speak to the champ. All the best. <laughs>